0: Mic check, mic check, one, two, one, two. What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of The Locker Room with our very special guest and someone who even just committed to Texas State this morning, Brady Ratz. Brady, how are you? Good, how are you? Thank you. Good, I'm doing great. It's good to have you on. This episode of The Locker Room is presented by BBChick.com. BBChick.com is a recruiting service made just for women's basketball players. Unlike other recruiting websites, this innovative hub offers an enchanting blend of affordability and unwavering support, empowering coaches to forge deep connections with talented players through their own personalized live profile. With access to over 2,000 coaches, BB Chick can help you contact through email and monitor each of the coaches' movements on your profile with their remarkable coach tracker. BB Chick is sure to benefit or kickstart your recruiting process. Use the link in the description below to sign up for BB Chick to jumpstart your basketball recruiting process. You just committed this morning. How uh, How are things looking next year? Uh, Pretty
1: good. Um. Texas State just got a whole new coaching staff this year, a uh, new president of the school and athletic director. So there's a lot of cool stuff going on down there and I'm excited to be part of it.
0: Oh, hell yeah. That's awesome. Uh, what division is Texas State in?
1: It's uh FBS. Uh, they're in the Sun Belt Conference.
0: Oh, I got you. All right. Yeah. Let's get right into it. Brady, just briefly introduce yourself to the audience.
1: Yeah, my name is Brady. Um, I'm a long snapper. Uh, I'm transferring from Colorado state to Texas state. Um, I went, I'm from Denver, Colorado, and I went to Cherry Creek high
0: school. Awesome. Yeah. Let's get right into it. Brady, just how were you introduced to football?
1: Um, well, I've kind of been playing my whole life. My dad played college football at a D3 school, so I've been around it since, as far as I can remember. Um, I started playing when I was like four years old and then just loved it ever since.
0: Mm, For sure. Uh, Off the pod, we talked about you were kind of smaller growing up. So you ended up switching to long snapper. What, how did you come down to switching the long snapper compared to, you know, other positions that have smaller players?
1: Yeah. um, So throughout like middle school and elementary, uh, I was always a linebacker, but Going into high school, I want to play varsity like everyone does. And I was like five foot, 100 pounds. So I definitely wasn't going to get a spot. So um, one of my buddies was the long snapper on the team. And I asked him if he could teach me. And uh, he taught me very well. So I started my started playing varsity my sophomore year at 5'2", 120 pounds.
0: That's ridiculous. 5'2", 120, starting varsity. And you won three state championships in high school. Did you go three yep. in a row, just sophomore to senior year? Yep. Wow. So what was... Um, all right, so let's get on from that. How important is it to have a winning program in high school to have the opportunity to play at the next level? Um,
1: I mean, it kind of depends. Uh, for me, it helped out a lot because for my school being one of the biggest in Colorado and my my head coach being pretty well known, it gave me a lot of opportunities that I probably wouldn't have gotten if I was at a smaller school. But I guess it all kind of depends on how you promote yourself um, through recruiting. Uh, Twitter is huge. So um, I would use Twitter to my advantage. I'd post videos and DM all the coaches I could just to give myself uh A shot at the schools that I was interested
0: in. -hmm. Uh, we've had other guests talk about the importance of using Twitter. Who were you really going for when you were on Twitter? Were you tweeting directly at coaches? Were you tweeting, you know, directly at schools or, you know, through your high school coach or maybe even your trainer? Who are you going through to really get your name out there?
1: Yeah, I would just, uh, So for snapping, I would post like five consecutive snaps. um, And then I would tag my high school coach and then I would post that. And then I would DM specific coaches, my film, and then a little spiel about me. And then
0: if I was lucky, I'd get a response from them. Mm -hmm. When did you start getting responses?
1: Um, I'd say the end of my sophomore year. Um, Mm -hmm. I started getting... um, dms from coaches and emails trying to get me to go to their camps and trying to get me on phone calls and stuff like that
0: yeah for sure so you said you got ranked as a four and a half star snap uh long snapper when did that ranking happen and how much did that really boost your recruiting
1: yeah um I'd say the start of my junior year uh I got bumped up to a four and a half star um I think I'm was like 25th or 24th in the nation um and yeah that really helped um I wouldn't say that was the biggest um thing that helped me it was just something to give me a little advantage over um other kids that were ranked lower than me
0: Mm, for sure how does that work as far as you know four and a half stars or just star rankings as a long snapper what are you doing as far as uh trying to get your rank up Or is it just through your play and camps you show up at?
1: Um, A little bit of both. So they rank it based on everything. Um, It's mainly based on how well you perform at camps. So I guess how accurate and how fast your snaps are. Um, But they also rank it based off your size and weight and how well the coach thinks you can play at the next level.
0: Mm, I got you. So moving on from that. So as far as the camps go, you know, they have you, you know, they check like you're just kind of height, weight, and then just snap accuracy mm-hmm. and then speed. How much would you think like some of those camps are really translating to the overall game? And like how close would you say your performance in a camp goes to your game?
1: Um, I mean, the camps it don't really translate at all mm-hmm. to the games. Um, Because in a game, you're obviously going to have to do more than just snapping. You're going to have to run down the field and try to make a tackle or try to block someone from blocking the kick. Um, So the camps are more about just your snap, um, how fluid your motion is, how many times you can snap through a target, and how quick you can get to the target.
0: Yeah, no doubt. So how important is it to, you know, if you're someone at your level, how important is it to get out and go to these camps? and really get your name out there if you're wanting to play at the next level?
1: Um, Honestly, I don't think it's that important. Um, For me, I had the resources to be able to do it. And it's another thing that helped give me an advantage. Um, But I'd honestly say for kids trying to play in the next level uh, for that are specialists, they should, they should go to the summer camps that, their college that their colleges that they're interested in host um that's kind of how i got into contact with colorado state and that's probably the only reason why they offered me
0: Mm, for sure i mean you were pretty highly recruited based on you know what we kind of talked about how did you end up coming down to colorado state originally
1: yeah um so i went i kind of knew i wanted to stay in colorado and go to college um But physically, I didn't think I would be at the level that um, University of Colorado was at. Mm -hmm. Um, So I thought Colorado State would give me the best opportunity to play at the FBS level. Um, So I started going to their camps my freshman year, um, and then that's how I started creating relationships with um, the players on the team that were there already and the coach. And then I kept coming back, and the coach saw how much I've been... I've improved each season and I kept sending my film and I got closer and closer with him each year. And then uh, finally at the end or in November of my senior year, um, he offered me.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. I got you. So I've talked about this with a couple other guests of like the importance of just like being the guy that's always there. I mean, it's like you just said, you know, you'd been going to camp since your freshman year and, obviously, between your freshman and your senior year you grew significantly got stronger got better what is how important is it to really just develop those relate try and develop those relationships early on you know at those camps with players or even just coaches from you know whatever schools you're looking at
1: yeah, it's huge. Um, I mean, relationships help build connections um, and coaches talk like Uh, Colorado State like when I was transferring out of Colorado State my coach I had a good relationship with him and he was talking to a bunch of other coaches trying to get me other opportunities so Mm -hmm. just building a good relationship with anyone that you come in contact with is extremely beneficial
0: no definitely no no doubt about it so you know now moving up you go to Colorado State did you get were you getting snaps your freshman year
1: no I wasn't
0: no so and if you're comfortable you're more than welcome to answer this what was how did you come down to end up transferring out of Colorado State and out to Texas State
1: Yeah um so it was mainly based on my size um right now I'm 6'3 190 um and some coaches have different schemes for punting and uh field goals and when I committed to Colorado state, there was a different scheme that there was now, now that there's a new coaching staff. Um, So the coach didn't think I would fit with that scheme as well as I would with the um, coaching staff before. Um, And he told me that the other snappers he had, um, he he liked them better uh, in terms of blocking um, because they were bigger than me. So I didn't see myself getting an opportunity to play next year, mm. so um, I took advantage of the transfer portal, and now I think I'm at a good spot that'll put me in a position to play this upcoming season.
0: Definitely, it really seems like it. So if you kind of want to just elaborate on the transfer portal, you know, what was that kind of process like for you? And you know, you said earlier your coaches were helping you get out or get your name out to other coaches. Mm-hmm what was that kind of process like deciding to go in the transfer portal up until I guess today, now that you're committed?
1: Yeah, it was a pretty hectic and stressful. Um, I found out that I was going to go in the transfer portal uh, two days before uh, the spring game at Colorado state. So um, I got ready for the spring game so I could get the best film possible to send out to coaches. Um, And then I put my name in the portal um, the week after um, and then right away I started getting um, hits from coaches that saw my name on the transfer portal list uh, for snappers um, and I started getting offers right away from smaller schools to start with and then they just kept getting bigger after that
0: mm-hmm. so you want to just elaborate on that a little bit more were you were coaches just immediately going to you or did you have to do a little bit? to kind of get your name out there as far as getting, you know, offers from bigger sp- schools and just getting a spot to land.
1: Yeah. Um, a bit of both. Um, it really helped that I came from a bit, a bigger, I guess, Colorado state isn't known for their football, but they're known for being in a good conference. So, uh, having that Colorado state attached to my name kind of boosted, uh, the attention from coaches, um, schools like university of tennessee martin and murray state saw my name um attached with colorado state and they reached out to me right away because of that um but then i also did a ton of um self-recruiting i'd post videos of me snapping like i did in high school and did a ton of dms to coaches on twitter and um i was lucky enough to get a couple responses from coaches and calls and then i'd say the thing that the reason why I had offers from Texas State and Michigan State were because of an outside source. Um, so my brother was actually a kicker in high school, and I would work with him with uh, another kicking coach, and he was a coach in at CU for a couple of years, so he made a ton of connections through that. Um, so he was really good friends with the special teams coordinator at uh, Michigan State and Texas State. Um, so he kind of sent – my film to them and they reviews and they reviewed it and they liked what they saw and had a couple calls with them and they, uh, both offered me so that I'm really blessed mm. to have him.
0: Yeah, definitely. How important is it for you to have these connections, even just when you were in high school or now that you were in the transfer portal?
1: Yeah, they're, they're really huge. I mean, everyone says it, but like connections are everything. Um, I, most likely wouldn't be at the position I'm at today without him. I mean, my high school coach put in a a big word for me at Colorado State. Um, He was another reason why I got the opportunity there. And then this uh, kicking coach, I mean, it was huge. He reached out to a ton of Power 5 schools for me. And um, it just so happened that Michigan State and Texas State were uh, the most interested in me and the two big schools that I liked.
0: For sure, so you know, talking more about the transfer portal, what steps have you taken to ensure you're academically eligible for an immediate transfer, and how important is the academic aspect in your decision-making process?
1: Yeah, it's huge. Um, I mean, acad- academics come before athletics. So um, I'm in. Con- I was in construction manager at Col- construction management at Colorado State, and I wanted to stick with that major and. Uh, one of the reasons why i picked texas state over michigan state was because texas state offered my major um so i knew and after talking with uh people in the academic department uh, they said that the majority of my credits would transfer um easier than they would at michigan state um Mm -hmm. so not being behind like a semester was uh pretty big for me Mm -hmm.
0: For sure. I mean, that's, I mean, that's just, that's not even football related. That's just school. Anyone who is transferring to another school knows not all your credits might transfer. Um, I, I've had friends who just aren't athletes, but you know, they transfer from one school to another, not all their credits transfer and you get a semester behind all of a sudden you're either taking extra classes each semester, you're taking summer classes and you know, with that being, <clears throat> That being said, it it just helps, makes it easier, especially with someone like you who has to balance, you know, football and school and, you know, obviously a social life to just stay well-rounded. So, I mean, obviously, you know, that's great. All your credits transfer. So, you know, moving on from that, we kind of talked about it. How are you able to prioritize balancing football and then other aspects of your life? You know this past year at colorado state or even moving forward to texas state with academics and then other personal commitments
1: yeah i think the biggest thing is time management um kind of building a schedule for yourself um so the way i did it at colorado state is we would have practice in the morning and then we'd have our classes in the afternoon so after after class or after a uh, practice I'd uh, eat lunch and then get to work on some upcoming homework, go to class after class, I'd finish my homework and then I'd have the rest of the afternoon for myself to do whatever I'd like.
0: Mm -hmm. I got you for sure. So were you or do you value, you know, specific off field support systems or resources, resources in a college football program, you know, tutors, academic advisors, And even, you know, you have probably support coaches on the staff or stuff like that. How important is that as far as your academic success goes?
1: Yeah, that's really important. Um, That's another reason why I decided to pursue college football is because of all the academic resources. Um, I mean, we get uh, tutors hired just for the players and we get uh, for class scheduling. We get a schedule before all the other um, non-athletic students. Um, so it just gives you that much more of an advantage to, um, I guess, have a better GPA and do better in your classes.
0: For sure. So what is your advice to any, you know, upcoming or future college athletes who should consider, you know, schools that have these resources, even on the highest level, like a Colorado state?
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, when you're picking a school, you want to go to a school that, um, even if you don't know what what you want to do, get you to a school that you know you're going to enjoy, even if you're not enjoying the athletics. Um, But yeah, um, and then once you're finally in the program, just use all the academic advantages to your advantage. Um, I mean, I had... I had tutors that I didn't even need for classes, but I still use them because it just helped me that much more. And, um, and the advisors and everything just helped boost my GPA and help, uh, boost like my class scheduling. And it was incredibly helpful
0: for sure. So, you know, describe any, please, you know, if you can describe any of your experiences or a compliment. Accomplishments from your college career that you know demonstrate your ability to to make an impact on the game. And you know, if you want to be more elaborate, as far as because, like you said, you didn't get any snaps your freshman year, you can also just talk about what you're looking forward to do this next season at Texas State.
1: Yeah, um, since I wasn't able to get any into any games, um, I wasn't, I didn't have any. I guess, huge accomplishments, but I feel like I had some personal accomplishments that I hit. Um, One of the things that I guess specialists aren't really known for is um, running on scout team. And that was something I really enjoyed, uh, I guess, being on kickoff scout team and playing as a wide receiver, a linebacker every now and then, whenever a coach would need is um, something I enjoyed and something that was beneficial for the team. And then Um, getting into the facility for extra time for yoga mobility um, nutrition recovery and all that were I guess really beneficial Mm. for me personally
0: how much do you value the importance of using those resources like your trainers and nutritionists and you know other team doctors and stuff like that
1: yeah when you're playing at this level you have to use them I mean, your body is just going to be killing after every practice, after every lift. So you have to make sure you get you get extra time in with the trainers and with your strength staff so your body can recover for the next practice so you can perform at a higher level. Mm
0: -hmm. So what were you doing post practices or post lifts to, you know, just take care of your body?
1: Yeah, after practice, I would hit the ice tub and then hot tub and then then I would alternate those. And then I'd go to class and then after class I'd come back and I'd work with one of our strength staff, um, on mobility. She'd take me through a stretching regimen and then some, uh, strengthening, some ligament strengthening stuff. And it just made me feel that much better the next day. And I was able to perform at a higher level than some of the other guys on the team that didn't do that.
0: Exactly. That's what it's all about. So as far as that goes, Obviously, a lot of that ligament strengthening stuff and just general, you know, stretch routines is incredibly beneficial for injury prevention. In a sport like football where people are pretty commonly getting hurt, to say the least, how do do these, you know, stretch routines, cold and hot tubs and just ligament strengthening help you long term off the field as far as just keeping your body right?
1: yeah it's i mean it's really helpful i I feel like after doing that the next day i could go for a hike and do practice and then as long as i'm recovering after i'll still be fine the next day i mean you'd see it all the time at practice with kids that got lazy with it and weren't doing it would pull a hamstring during conditioning or do have another um, soft tissue injury that probably wouldn't have happened if they would have stretched would have hit the ice tubs would have worked with the trainers
0: so Mm. It Most just definitely. You, yeah. So how do you envision your role as a long snapper fitting within a new team's overall special team strategy and goals next season at Texas State?
1: Yeah. So the way they run it at Texas State, it's a snap and release. So I'll just be snapping and then running towards the returner and trying to make a impact and tackling them and hopefully forcing a fumble. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for my skill level, um, I'm definitely a quicker guy and a guy that I can get around blockers. So I think that's why I fit a little better there than I did than I would at Colorado State. Um, So I think it'll be pretty cool to see what's going to happen.
0: For sure. Yeah, we're all we're all excited to see what you do. What kind of message or impression were you trying to leave with the coaches either at Colorado State or, you know, during your recruiting at schools like Texas State, Murray State, or even Michigan State? What kind of impressions were you trying to convey with coaches that you would potentially sign with before you decide on Texas State?
1: I mean, I wanted wanted to know that I'm a good guy and a guy of high character and someone that wouldn't be an issue around the the locker room. Um, And then a guy that would also get in with academics and someone they wouldn't have to worry about in terms of the team's GPA. Um, And then for the athletic side, um, I mean, I was upset when I want to get an opportunity at Colorado State and uh, I really just want to prove to the coach that I can play at this level and that I deserve to be at the spot I'm in and I just want to show them what I can do.
0: Mm-hmm. for sure. How much do you value the importance of like controlling what you can control and not letting things that are outside of your control affect you? And it all comes back to you know high character stuff. Mm -hmm. what were you doing for yourself to, you know, make the best out of your situation at Colorado state?
1: Yeah. I think having a strong mental state is huge. Um, you know, there's things in life that obviously don't go your way and you have to make the best of it. Um, so I was just trying to have fun with my time there. And, um, even though I wasn't playing, I was still wanted to be by my teammates supporting them as much as I could. And those are my best buddies. So Um, even if you're not getting the opportunities and they are, you still got to support and be happy for them.
0: Mm -hmm. For sure. Before we move on to the back end of the podcast, I'd like to give a quick shout out to the locker rooms producer and now host of the expanding growth podcast, Mark Bender, Mark shout out to you. Your first episode comes out the day we're recording this excited to listen to it. With that being said, Let's move on to one of the newer sections of the locker room. We call this quick combo. Brady, I'm going to ask you about five questions. Very short. Just give us short answers and we'll get right into it. Uh, What's your favorite NFL team? Broncos. Broncos. Go to game day song.
1: Sweet thing by Sugar Yotas.
0: Oh, okay. What are you taking if you're on a deserted island and can only have three items?
1: um, A bucket, machete, matches.
0: There you go. What social media are you spending the most time on? Snapchat. For sure. Who isn't? Uh, If you can travel anywhere in the world, where would you go? Czech Republic. Czech Republic. Damn, that's a good answer. All right. That concludes our segment of Quick Combo. Brady, thank you for doing this. Moving on from that, who have been the biggest influences on your football career up until now?
1: Um, probably my dad. Um, he was he played football in college, and that was something I wanted to try and do for myself. Uh, he really pushed me to try my best to do it. Um, and also my high school coach. Um, he really inspired me. Um, to go to the next level and he showed me all the advantages that I would have over just a normal student and it really convinced me that um, this was something that would set me up and put me at an advantage at, um, after college
0: for sure. What is your biggest piece of advice to you know any specialist football player like a long snapper when it comes to recruiting?
1: Um, I'd say just go to the camps, um, of schools that you're really interested in, and start forming relationships with those coaches, and keep coming back, and keep sending them emails of your film and DMs of your film. Um, you might think that you might be annoying them, but they're just going to keep seeing it and keep seeing your talent, and your hard work, and and if you're lucky enough that they acknowledge it and offer you, um, then that that's the best thing for you. Um, and then even if things aren't going your way, just keep posting on Twitter. Um, eventually one one coach is going to see it and like it enough to uh, give you an opportunity to play for their team.
0: Yeah, for sure, no doubt about it. you know finally, we'll end it off here. What's next for you when you're done playing football at Texas State?
1: um well, I'm not sure if I want to play in the NFL but if I have the ability to, I'd like to play in maybe CFL or XFL or something like that for a couple of years and then, um, probably get my master's degree and start working in the in the world in the corporate world
0: of course that's what it's all about man all right with that being said this concludes our episode brady it was a pleasure being on here with you spoke well Thank you very much gave some incredible advice awesome to have you on here with that being said brady sign us off I'm Brady Rods,
1: and this is the Locker Room where sports unite us and stories inspire us. Thank you very much.